I think we are live with Michael, my friend that does not live too far away from me. How are you? I'm uh, well, thank you. Thank you for being on. I'm excited about this one. When I started, um, you probably won't believe this, but when I started this, you were one of the first that popped in my mind. I was like, you know, I always have great conversations with you every time we see each other at uh, the British car meet or some cars and coffee. And uh, I'd love to hear more about your mini rosebud. We've uh, we've bumped into each other several times, I know. Uh, when did we first meet? Was it at uh, Cars and Coffee in Santa Barbara? I think so. So I was trying to think back and I think that was the first official time because I remember saying to my wife when I drove up, when I pulled up and I was like, Hey, I know that car. And I like whipped out my phone and I was like, yeah, that's Rosebud. (laughs) (laughs) It was a famous, I don't know. I I don't even remember how I found you on, you know, I believe it was Facebook or your, your, and we'll get into the the blog later on but yeah i think that was the first time it was the santa barbara like in 2019 because that's like right when i first moved here sure yeah i remember funny 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 so again thanks for being on i appreciate it and um but yeah let's kind of dive into it i i really want to know uh and i've like i said i've read your blog throughout the years and and i think rosebud is your first and only mini and that might have changed by now but um what attracted you to classic minis? What kind of got you into it? Was it something that you always wanted or did you kind of stumble upon your, your current mini? No, actually, uh, I remember the exact uh, date, time and place that uh, I first uh, uh, discovered minis and, and I, I wanted one instantly. It was, uh, it was the summer of 1967. I was living in the San Fernando Valley and uh, cruise night on Van Nuys Boulevard was the, uh, was the big deal. And I was right. 16. I just got my license. I had a pocket full of cash. I had a bunch of after-school jobs for years and years. I uh, I bust tables. I clean pools. I mowed lawns. So I had some adult money to to buy a first car. And uh, we were cruising um, Van Nuys Boulevard uh, in a friend's car, and uh, we were just making the last loop for the evening. Uh, that's down to Ventura Boulevard. Then we you hang a U.E. Then you go back. Uh, on Van Nuys, and uh, right at the end of uh, Van Nuys Boulevard at Ventura was a used car lot called uh, Cars of the Stars, and uh, it was officially Studio City, so there was a lot of, there was a Hollywood vibe kind of in that area, so this this used car lot was uh, full of, uh, you know, uh, Porsche 356s and uh, lots of MGs and uh, Couple of big, uh, you know, Rolls Royces and Bentleys and things. A couple of domestic, big domestic Cadillacs too. Mm-hmm. These were owned by studio people typically. And uh, there was a uh, a Mini Cooper uh, S, uh, almond green, uh, old English white top. I can't remember the kinds of uh, tires and rims. I'd never seen one, and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So a few months later, when all my friends were were buying the Mustangs and the Camaros and things. I wanted the Mini, and I, uh, I asked my dad, I said, hey, I, I found my first car, and uh, it was the price of a new Mustang, you know, I think it was $3,400, you know, and you, you could have gotten a, <laughs> you know, a Mustang GT with, uh, you know, a, a 289 and uh, for the same price, new, Yeah, this was used, this car was, you know, this Mini was maybe six or eight months old, it was owned by the drummer of the Grassroots. 
uh, music oh, really? on the charts at the time. And my dad said, are you crazy? You know, a, a, a 60 horsepower used British car for the same amount of money as a Mustang. So. <laughs> hey, come on. The S had to have more then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one guy was so proud of the fact it was a real S and I, I, it meant nothing to me. I just thought it was a cool car. Right, right. Since then, I've always, always wanted a Mini. And of course, I bought the Mustang and I bought the, you know, the, the, the other muscle cars uh, through the years. Um, but I did buy, uh, in my early 20s, I did buy an Austin America. Uh, which is, uh, what's the, the British equivalent, an MG 1100 maybe? I Probably, yeah. It's a two-door sedan, but it looked kind of like the Mini. And uh, so I, I put fog lamps on it, a big megaphone exhaust pipe. <laughs> that was the, <laughs> the end of the mods, and I thought that was my Mini Cooper. But I, I've always wanted one. And uh, so I, I finally found one. I was, I was actively looking one for one for about five years and I was in uh, Kansas City uh, on a business trip and I went down a residential street and there was a mini sitting at the curb. I put my business card under the uh, windshield wiper blade and uh, my message light in the hotel room was blinking by the time I got back to my room and uh, within a week it was on a flatbed heading to Santa Barbara. So wow. So you were on a business trip in Kansas City I was. and you just saw one. I did. I what did. year was this? Because I don't know how long you've had the, the Mini. Uh, I've had uh, Rosebud about 15 years, so it would have been 15 years ago. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, because I was like, I'm, I think you've had it for quite a while. So, uh, yeah. wow, that's a cool story. Was well, uh, was it for sale or you just saw it and you no, put a note? It. Just put my car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. But that's the uh, that's the story behind the, the name Rosebud is uh, – I always tell people it's the it's the sled, not the flower. You know, it's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Citizen Kane, but um, the um, the wealthy uh, hero of the movie, kind of an anti-hero. Uh, well, he was uh, he was William Randolph Hearst was the was the character. And okay. So had, you know, he had this castle, uh, and uh, he had he was one of the richest men on earth at the time, and. Uh, lived a very unhappy life, but extremely wealthy. And his dying words were rosebud. And so the press all ran out and, and tried to uncover what the meaning of that was. And it turned out it was uh, a sled that he had when he was a little kid. That was the only thing he ever wanted was that sled. And so I thought, my car's red. I've always wanted a Mini. That's, uh, that's rosebud. I love that. I love that. And I, that was, you know, obviously I was going to ask about that at some point, but, uh, I, you know, I thought it had some sort of meaning with red, but that's the obvious answer. But the, the deeper meaning, that's super cool. I, I like that story. I just want to circle back because you mentioned the cruise nights, cruising up and down the boulevard. And that's something that I, wish I was like in that generation doing that. And I just want to, how cool was it actually? Because when I, I sometimes when I go over there and I'm, we're driving up and down I always tell my wife, I'm like, man, imagine like back in the, you know, fifties or sixties and, and driving up and down here with the neon lights and the cars and just cruising at night, how cool that would be. And she was like, I, I don't know if that'd be that cool. I was like, it sounds really cool. I don't want, was it actually that cool? 
I, you know, it's it's hard to say. It certainly seems that way now. Um, right. But I suspected there were some there were some downsides to it, you know. But I just can't remember what they were because it's been so long. It just all seemed cool to me, you know. McDonald's uh, and Bob's Big Boy were the the big hangouts, and right. You got the tray at the door with your burger on it at Bob's, and uh huh. Those hamburgers were fifteen. I mean, I guess if I really stretch the truth a little bit, when I was in high school, you know, me and my friends on whatever Friday Saturday nights we would cruise but it was like you know we would end up at you know taco bell or whatever the heck it was you know (laughs) it was the same kind of thing we didn't know we were actually doing it but i guess so i mean that was fun times this is about a five mile strip on uh on van nuys boulevard which was the uh the the official cruising spot and it was Mm -hmm. bumper to bumper i mean the light would turn green and you you couldn't move it just uh for on. those in not in the United States that maybe not know what we're talking about, what was that? I'm drawing a blank on the name uh, of the movie that kind of followed the characters and the kids were driving their cars up and down. Uh, well, is that, well the, I'm sure there's been several. The TV, the TV uh, version of that was Happy Days, but I, you know, I can't remember the movie. The movie was. I, I, I could be completely I, off. Was it American Graffiti or? Yes, that was it. That is that was, it? That was a big one. Yeah. American Graffiti. Yeah. And so everyone go check out those two things. Happy Days, American Graffiti. And yeah. and uh, it just looks like so much fun. Just, yeah. I don't know, bippity bopping down the boulevard, you know? It, it was fun. It was um, it was Saturday night, a little bit on Friday night, and then Wednesday night for some reason. And Wednesday was almost hmm. as big as Saturday. And all the car clubs had their own their own places that they would park or or the high schools, you know, they, right. uh, ours was uh praise water mortuary. That was the, uh, that was a big mortuary on Van Nuys Boulevard. It had been there a hundred years and right. the city had grown up around it and they had this big, deep lawn and big trees. And it was a, just a perfect place to park in front of. So you ended up getting the Mustang and you, you cruised it up and down the boulevard where you, uh, you know, a car guy, obviously you were interested in cool cars. It's piqued your interest, but were you tinkering with them? Were you hot rodding them back then? Or what were you doing? No, no. My dad was, uh, not terribly <laughs> mechanically inclined. He, you know, <laughs> he would, he would hire a carpenter to hang a picture on the wall. And so <laughs> he didn't have a toolbox and, uh, he had a kitchen drawer with a, a screwdriver and a pair of pliers in it. That was the toolbox. So no, I was, I was not a tinkerer. And um, and it seemed like all my friends were all their dads, you know, taught them how to. And I remember my next door neighbor uh, being so proud of his first skinned knuckles. <laughs> you know, he just just you know, look, I've got skinned knuckles from working. Knuckle on. busted. Yeah, right. But uh, no, I uh, um, the mini was uh, the first car I really really started wrenching on. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there were a couple of Volkswagens earlier on, but yeah. Right, right. That was the first one. So you got the Mini in basically just on a whim in, in Kansas City, bought it then, no negotiating really, or you, you bought it while you were there and then had it shipped back? I did, yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, I think he wanted $5,000 for it. And wow. Uh, it was uh, it was rough. It was dented. Uh, the interior was gone. Uh, the motor was rough. But uh, uh, it was, as far as I could tell, as rust-free as 
any car I've ever seen, an older car. And uh, so that's, uh, that's what I ended up with, is just a rust-free shell. And I thought I would uh, take two or three or four years to build upon it. And uh, I didn't do that. I was traveling a lot for business at the time. And uh, so I wasn't having a chance to do anything on the car. The car was mm -hmm. covered in, in my garage at home. And, uh, but I was, I'd be in a hotel room in another state with uh, high-speed internet access and a credit card. And so I was buying stuff, you know, just just envisioning in my mind all these, you know, and I I way overspent and I way overpurchased. I mean, I'd, I'd find a set of wheels and I'd buy them and a week later I'd find a better set of wheels and I'd buy it. <laughs> when I retired, um, I went home and I, and I got to my garage and I had four different sets of seats. <laughs> I had... Uh, Two, two sets of tires and wheels. Uh, I had just a bunch of crap that, you know, that looked cool at the time. But I think my, my tastes uh, evolved over the two or three years. I mean, I was mm -hmm. buying arrow stuff, you know. Uh, right. Uh, chin. Um, spoilers and stuff. Spoilers Lips. And uh, diffusers and just ridiculous flares. And uh, that, that was the look I was going for. But after reading and, you know, watching the Internet, watching YouTube, I, I just my taste changed. So I sold a bunch of crap for pennies on the dollar at, at, on eBay. And <laughs> I ended up with what I ended up with. I think that happens a lot, um, especially with minis in particular. Uh, you know, I haven't dabbled in too many other car modification worlds, but the mini has had has so many options, so many variants, so many flares, so many wheels, so many everything right. that I think when you get bit by the bug right off the bat, especially if it's your, like your dream car, it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of yeah. which wheels do I want? But those wheels go with this flare and this flare and doesn't go with this tire and <laughs> which seats do I want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen that so many times and, I think we're all guilty of it in some sort of way, but I was similar. I think, I, I think I had a similar conversation with you when we first met was, uh, you know, my car is rough in general, but it was barely put together. And I was like, I'm driving it to Santa Barbara to that cars and coffee. And, you know, it was falling apart and you were like, you know, which direction do you want to go? Cause it came with 13s and I didn't have any uh, different wheels at the moment. I was like, you know, I want to get the 10s. And kind of keep it, you know, somewhat classic looking, maybe a, a cafe racer. And you're like, yeah, it's good, good idea, you know. Like, and you kind of told me how you went with the wide flares and this and that. So that's funny. It's easy to go down that rabbit hole for sure. Well, I'm proud of you for driving, uh, driving your car early, early on as much as you did. I mean, your in your recent uh, road trip, how many miles did you put on? on uh, just about three thousand. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that takes courage and, uh, uh, and a lot of luck. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly, I, um, you know, I obviously had some hiccups, but, uh, you know, it kept trucking, always figured it out. Never took more than half an hour, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. I did, uh, I did 1300 miles, uh, on my car one time round trip. I went to, uh, um, uh, mini manias, uh, annual get together. Okay. And uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was about 1,300 miles round trip, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a hike up there. 
it's fun. I mean, it's like, I, like I said, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to think about <laughs> what the worst is, but you know, in general, like, okay, the cool, the car breaks down, I got to tow it. <laughs> Come back on a flatbed with a twenty five right. No, that's, that's the worst. Exactly. Exactly. You know, <laughs> that's funny. So, you know, I don't know if any, you know, knows, I don't think you have Instagram, do you? So you're kind of under wraps. You're, yeah. you know, I like to, I like to let people know some of these cool cars exist that aren't flashing on Instagram all the time. Although I do like looking at cars on Instagram, but for those that don't know, describe Rosebud, you know, I know it's, I think in your words, kind of a, a race street build and it's super cool, super clean. And like you say, you spent a lot of money on it. So what kind of modifications is it and all that well, kind of stuff? That, um, I can't remember the flares, uh, but they're, uh, they're modest, modest flares. Uh, I've got 10 inch, uh, 10 inch wheels. They kind of uh, look like a uh, wooden picket flares. I think yeah, they, they do, but I think, but they're not, they're not. And I think, um, I think those have uh, external, fasteners I oh, okay maybe yeah these don't yeah they don't know but they're they're fairly wide they almost cover the cover the tire uh which is uh is good uh i've got springs um i've got uh, springs and high lows uh i'm i'm real happy with the springs the only other um and uh you know here's the thing i've never i've ridden in one other mini in my life so i've got no standard to compare my car with anyone else. I don't know how anyone else's car, cars ride. I don't know uh, what their, the power feels like. I don't know the grip. I don't know the sound level inside. My, <laughs> my car is noisy. I, uh, I want, you know, I used to, I used to hear um, speed shop guys say, be careful what you wish for. You know, you don't want to drive a race car on the street. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, I get it now. Uh, Rosebud is just about as racy as uh, and and still streetable, but it's loud. It's loud inside. You know, all the rubber mounts and all the bushings and all that's all metallic now in Rosebud. So all that sound absorption, all that vibration absorption, just goes right to the driver's seat. <laughs> I mind similar too because I had never had I'd never driven in one never ridden in one right and I when I first got it going I was like damn this thing is loud inside yeah. and um I granted I didn't have I don't have a um a headliner so I was like all right there's some vibration from us come to find out later my subframe mounts up front are are solid and there's a bunch of like poly bushings so I was like it rattles real hard yeah you know all the all the stock original rubber lines and, and things now are, are are stainless and and copper and and uh, and they rub and they vibrate, and I don't have a headliner. I've got a carbon fiber roof, and uh, it's uh, it's like a it's like a, a drum head. I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it's it's loud. I've got what kind of on the floors, okay, uh, up into the firewall on the inside, but um, it's it's still clanky and loud and. Loud exhaust and, and it's <laughs> what a, kind of engines in there? Uh, it's a uh, it's a thirteen eighty. I had it uh, built by uh, Seven Enterprises. Okay. And, uh, it's uh, looking at the specs. It, it it looks like a race car engine. I mean, it's uh, 
It's I, I spent a lot of money on that motor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I just uh, replaced the clutch uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and I knew I had a light flywheel. And uh, when I looked at that flywheel, I mean, it, it's more air than it is flywheel. Wow. And as a result, um, it stalls easy. I mean, if you're not careful at the at the green light, uh, when the light turns green, you stall it. You got to give it the beans. You got to give it the beans, you know, and uh, and it barely idles. It idles at about uh, 11, 1200 RPM. Anything other than that, it'll it'll run for 90 seconds and then stall. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, and if I, when I, a few times I let somebody drive it, I have to give them 10 minutes of instruction. <laughs> I, I drove a, a friend of mine's street race car uh, a while ago. It's a, it was a Trans Am uh, Falcon. And he didn't have to tell me anything. I just got in it and I drove it. It was fine. Right. But right. I tell people, you know, how to shift my car and where the clutch releases and engages and, and what kind of RPM to bring it to before you let the clutch out. And that's, you know, that's that's a bit annoying. I was uh, I was watching uh, something on YouTube. I, I forget the uh, I forget the show, but he was interviewing um, Nick Swift. Um, OK. And uh, the, you know. British uh, mini guy, speed shop guy. Yep. Fabulous uh, mini uh, race car driver. Yep. And, uh, I'm trying to secret, secret. You're the first to know. I'm trying to get him on the show. Is that right? Yo, I'd, I'd, I'd love to watch that show. I love yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he's cool. Yeah. He is very cool. But um, the host asked him, he said, uh, so these race engines that you build, he said, how many horsepower are you getting? He said, oh, we're getting about um, 110, 115 horsepower. And uh, maybe he said 120 even. And I thought, I like 120 horsepower. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, the host said, uh, how about the longevity of the engine? He said, oh, they, they're they really built. They last a long time. We get 10 to 15 hours on a motor. Yeah, I was going to say like a couple <laughs> races probably. <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, maybe I don't need 120 horse, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, because you're, you know, you say yours is like a, a race street build but it's got like a fuel cell and all that too doesn't it yeah yeah it's got a fuel cell and it's got twin uh, twin su's it's got a pretty lumpy cam um a funny story about the the cam i i needed uh i needed a new a new starter mm -hmm. and uh i thought uh, well i've got a high compression engine i'm gonna need a, a really torquey high-end starter mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then um my mechanic, my actually seven enterprises said, you know, not really, because your static compression is lower than stock because of the overlap of the cam. Mm. You've, got, you've got both valves open. You've got the exhaust and the intake valve open at the same time at low RPM. And so you, you really don't have that much, um, uh, that much compression when you're starting it. So you don't really need a high torque starter. But of course I bought high torque. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's like <laughs> right you know? go so with your gut right <laughs> yeah. so it's it's overbuilt but i uh i'm i'm loving it you know that that 1300 mile uh, road trip i i took was brutal i mean the seats are hard and the car is loud and it was 105 degrees and i was taking uh, i5 uh back home and um there was uh there was like this this lump in the freeway that just uh, the resonance of it was such that the car was just going like this at 
65 miles an hour. So I was right. I got home and I thought, well, like, okay, I got it out of my system where I can, you know, give it a break for a while. And the next day I got up and I thought, you know, I think I'll go for a drive. <laughs> it's just it's so contagious it, it yeah is. It really is. <laughs> every night i stopped on that road trip and they were long days hour the first day i think i was in the car for 15 hours because it was that heat wave of like 115 120 or whatever it was and i drove through the desert like an idiot right. so i had to keep stopping so i didn't overheat and every day i i was like oh man how am i gonna do Got this it. and i'd wake up i'm like let's go this is fun <laughs> woo <laughs> You know, I'll, that's I'll, incredible. I'll be up driving, driving in the in the mountains all day, and I'll come home, and uh, uh, my wife will say, uh, "We need some milk," and I'll say, "I'll get it." <laughs> you know, take the car because you you pretty much daily drive, Rosebud, <laughs> don't you? Every day, every day, yeah. Wow, um, <laughs> that's incredible. That far, you know, it's uh, I put about yeah. twenty miles, twenty five miles a day on it, but I, I literally drive it every day. That's yeah. fantastic. That's I love it. I want to um I want to get into a little bit um uh, where did like poser motorsport come from and you know what's the what's the meaning behind it? I love it. Well, it um yeah, it was uh as you know, uh there's tremendous interest in these cars. You can't go to the gas station uh and and fill your car with gas under 20 minutes because someone wants to talk. I, I was I was on my way to the hospital uh, to have uh, my appendix removed. I had to be at the hospital for you know my appointment, and I stopped and got gas. And I was late for my appendicitis of appendectomy because the guy wanted to talk. So I because you drove your your classic mini yeah. race car to get yeah. your appendix out. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm, I'm scheduled for surgery in 15 minutes, but we can talk. You know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I saw it. I'd, uh, I'd do a Facebook page and uh, and post my videos. I've got four um, GoPro cameras around the car. So I uh, I often take videos of, you know, my my driving uh, through the mountains and a couple of track days and things. And uh, so I, I post those on, on the Facebook page. And uh, it's called Poser Motorsports uh, because <laughs> it's not really it's not really a, a a race team. In fact, it says it's not really a race team. It's just a guy in a car. Yeah, I was going to say that about me says uh, a fictional auto racing team. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, but it's really awesome for those that, uh, you know, don't follow it. I think you have quite a few people that follow it on Facebook, but um like he said, he, he posts some videos of some of his racing or his canyon runs and, and little blog posts, whether it's you changing your head gasket or updating your shocks or, you know, a lot of cool little things like that, cool little write-ups. But was that like always the plan to kind of just make like a a blog or or something just to, to document Rosebud or yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere? Well, no, it, it, it evolved and I, I, you know, there wasn't a grand plan, but uh, I wanted to uh, strike a balance between uh, um, a real high-end racer guy that's been, you know, wrenching on cars his entire life right? to a guy that, you know, doesn't know where the battery's located. And I, <laughs> I fall somewhere in the middle, closer to the battery guy than the, than the racing guy. And I just wanted to, to strike that uh, 
that happy medium of uh, somebody like myself that uh, doesn't know a lot about mechanical things, but is learning. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, learn something like that, uh, like the um, the static uh, compression of the, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't know. I didn't know that's why lumpy cams were lumpy because all the valves were opened at the same time. I didn't know what valve overlap was. Mm-hmm. And there's just, there's a lot of things like that, that, uh, you know, I used to think that, uh, I used to fill my tires on all my cars, uh, performance cars, uh, up to the maximum tire pressure on the sidewall. I thought that gives you the best grip and the coolest the <laughs> ride. And um, I did a, a three-day driving class um, uh, several years ago with uh, Rosebud. And uh, I came in with, I don't know, 38 PSI, 40 PSI, rock hard. You know, you you just hit the the reflectors on the freeway and your, your fillings get loose. And, <laughs> uh, the instructor said, God, your tires are just way, way hard. There's, there's way too much air. And he let out about half the pressure. He got it down to about 23 pounds. Wow. Two pounds. And uh, he said, you see these little marks on the tire? And they were little... Um, uh, diamonds, little triangles, eight or 10 or 12 of them around the sidewall of the tire. And they're down about an inch or two from the, the tread. And mm-hmm. he said, there's scuff marks. And he said, what you want to do is you want to have your tire have as low pressure as possible without those scuff marks coming into play. As soon as the scuff mark, when you're going around the corner, starts hitting the top of that triangle uh, on, the, on the sidewall, he said, that's, that's the perfect pressure for this track, for this day, for this temperature. So hmm. I immediately drop the, the tire pressure down, and uh, uh, it makes a smoother ride, that's for sure. But yeah, uh, all those things that racers know, and uh, I don't know. And uh, <laughs> um, now I know, and I post that kind of stuff on, on Facebook. I've got 12,000 followers. That's what I was going to say. You have quite it's, a few on there. Oh. That's a lot. I know. My wife said, you've got to monetize this, man. You've got to sell some keychains or T-shirts or something. So I uh, I posted... Uh, I have um, I have a coffee mug, a T-shirt, and some decals. Oh, yeah. do you? I, I was gonna say because yeah, I I like the the logo. It's fun. It's yeah. It was kind of I cool. relate with it. I feel like a lot of mini guys relate with it too because it's like I don't know if this like again. I've only been a mini guy, so I I don't know other, but I, uh, other car markets, I guess. Um, yeah. But I feel like a lot of people that get into minis they get into it because it one, it's a cool quirky car, but they can tinker with it and it's pretty user friendly or it's easy to learn on. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's fairly simple. Um, yeah. And I feel like that relates to a lot of people. Well, we all want to be race car drivers. I have never after, after five years with 12,000 followers, I have never sold a single t-shirt or mug or decal. Yeah. Let's, let's sell some let's sell I, some here dude. Oh, i don't want to it's uh <laughs> it's, it's yeah i i, I realize i i don't want to i don't want to do that but i thought god you know my wife said you could sell five dollar bills to for twenty dollars to somebody <laughs> and I said, you know maybe the the sales link is broken i don't know but i've never sold a single thing but don't is there so let me say don't buy anything. It's overpriced, and I don't want to sell it. 
<laughs> I don't even see a link on there. That's your problem. <laughs> that's, maybe that's the problem. That's just maybe that's the problem because I would buy I would buy the little yeah. uh, Poser Motorsport sticker to slap on my window for yeah. sure. I'll give, I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Okay. <laughs> well, so. You, I know that you've done some some racing before. Is there a certain track? Cause I, was it the? Wasn't there like a go kart track here, like by me that? Yeah. That that closed down that you used uh, to be able to race your mini at. Yeah, that was uh, Jim Hall. Jim yeah, Hall Jim raced Hall. there, and Jim Hall Junior. It was the track owner, and his father, uh, Jim Hall Senior, was a. Uh, um, was a pioneer in in fact he's considered to be the father of uh era he did mm. the, the chaparral uh, sports cars the chaparral chevys uh 427s and uh, um, uh with a big wing on the back and you know the the wing was adjustable then he did what mm -hmm. was called the uh the vacuum cleaner car and he had two high performance go-kart motors mounted horizontally with big fans and then he had skirts on the side of the car and it just these fans just sucked the car down to the track and he would you know those cars would finish number one for the season and then they would be banned and he'd come out with something else <laughs> but that's this is his son and he had this go-kart track in oxnard for about 30 years and um recently he uh put about a quarter million dollars into the track he has uh, legitimate racing curbs he widened it uh, and it's, uh, I don't know how long it is, the, uh, but it's ideal mini track, or it was. Uh, tight little turns, real technical course. I think uh, I could go maybe 55 or 60 on the, on the straightaway. Oh, wow. Porsches and the, uh, the BMWs could do maybe 70. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it was just, it was a great track. And I used to go there, oh, five or six, seven times a year. And, uh, and he closed. He made the property owner... Uh, didn't renew his lease after he spent on the track. It was just a shame, but it was a, it was the ideal mini track. Yeah, man, sad. I know when I first moved here, I was like, I'm finally going to be able to like race my mini, and I've, there's got to be a ton of like vents in there. There's nothing. Like all of them, nothing here. Else, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for a long time, but I did actually see recently. I think it was supposed to be this weekend. Um, Ventura County Fairgrounds was supposed to be having some sort of autocross event. Um, so I was going to start looking it up again. Granted, my car is in pieces, but uh, you know, uh, when I put it back together. What's what was that? What's, what's going on with the car? After I took that road trip, um, my my well there's two both my master cylinders were kind of acting up and I was just trying to get it together to, to leave. And uh, the I swapped out the brake master cylinder for a brand new one and it was working great. Uh, side note for other things that were happening. I'll get into that later, but the clutch master that I swapped in was a pretty good condition, new one, but it wasn't leaking and, but it was, I think failing inside. So it wasn't, it, it caused some issues, I think shifting and my synchros basically went out. So I pulled the engine when I got, Oh, uh, got back home. You're having trouble with your synchros, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't shift into like second or first unless I was like a dead, dead stop. Mm -hmm. So it was. Uh, I tried everything and nah, nothing. Couldn't get it to. It. So I pulled it out and I was gonna swap in some straight cuts or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. So because I want to get, I want to start doing some racing this year. I've been, you know, that's like a goal of mine. I've always wanted to do some sort, whether it's just autocross or a cool little go kart track like that. But yeah, like the big performance days, they're like two hours away. So I don't have a truck and trailer. So that's that's a tough haul in the mini. And then if if you break your car at the track, then it's it's an eleven hundred dollar tow home. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a real problem. Yeah, well, it's two hours in like a normal car, so cruising on the mini and and uh, yeah, right. two and a half, three maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took uh, took Rosebud to uh, Willow Springs uh, one time, and early on, and uh, after it had just been just been built, and uh, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, I'd, I'd like to try it again because I was I was so new to the car. Um, uh, I just. Uh, it was it was a scary experience. Uh, I mean, that's that's a big fast track, right? You have a lot of fast cars, uh, you know, going 140 down the backstretch, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's out in the desert and it's sand and there's wind, and so all the corners, uh, the 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 wind just blows the the sand away, uh, and so you've got like a two foot drop off if you drop a tire off the apex. Yikes! You know, I know. Yeah, and then the track is is really rough. I mean, I went through a, a set of um, Yokohama O thirty twos. Two, I probably wore them two thirds way down. Just Damn. one one track there. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah, I've always wanted to try. I think I think Vera does a an event there, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so. What, we'll I've see. Never, what I've never done uh, is uh, I've never gone through a sweeper at at seventy miles an hour and, and drifted. I, I the, the, the tracks I've been on and the, the the mountain roads and the back roads and things are it's thirty five forty miles an hour. You mm-hmm. know, apex and you you know you you grab a lower gear and then you you, you go. But I, I just you know I watch YouTube and I see Nick Swift. You know, sliding sideways around these corners. I want to do that. And I just, I've never done that. So maybe uh, maybe... I've unintentionally done that before. So (laughs) (laughs) unintentionally, you can imagine how I felt. (laughs) It was, uh, I had just adjusted my uh, rear drums and I think I had new shoes in there too. And, um, it had just rained, you know, a few weeks before, so the the canyons were, you know, a little muddy, dusty type of thing. And I was coming around a corner, and I was, I started applying the brakes before the corner, and right like on the entrance, there's just like a slightest of dips. So my foot kind of just tapped the brake ever so slightly too hard, locked like the rear brakes, and I was just, I, I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, it was sketchy. You know, I- I really struggled trying to get my brake bias uh, right. I've got uh, uh, a front and a rear circuit uh, for the brakes, uh, so it's a it's a twin master cylinder. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just locking up the rears way before the front. So I've got uh, I've got discs on the front, and uh, I've got the super pins on the back. But the backs were just locking up way before the front, just in hmm. straight line, which is you know not terrible, but on a corner you certainly don't want that. Right. So I, uh, I got uh, a bias bar uh, for the, uh, the the master cylinders, and I biased the rear um, all the way off and biased the front all the way on, and I was still locking them up. And hmm. uh, 
And then I got a, uh, a bias valve um, that's in the, in the cabin, in the cockpit, uh, right by my, my right knee. And that I can further bias the front and the rear. So I had the, the rears completely unbiased and the front on all the way. I was still locking up. And I saw, uh, I think on Mini Mania's uh, a forum, uh, someone talking about different cylinder sizes, wheel brake cylinder sizes. Huh, okay. And I think ours are uh, five eighths, and I think they suggested uh, half inch. And I did hmm. that. And now I can slam on the brakes and I get four black skid marks on the pavement. Hmm. But, uh, Dang. They're, nice. They're, they're, it's real rear happy. I mean, it, those rear brakes want to lock up. That's weird. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, mine, mine never really, I've never really locked up except for that one moment, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't sound. I don't, I don't, yeah, it wasn't fun, so I wasn't, <laughs> I'm not trying to do it again. I, have, I, had, a friend, um, uh, I had a friend that lived at, uh, on Malibu Canyon Road, and uh, he said in the, uh, in the 80s, uh, every weekend there'd be a 9-11 just spinning off the, one of the, the corners. You know, yeah. You, well, that's that's the beauty of a front-wheel drive car. It can make you look like you're a much better driver than that's you true. You, you know, it's true. X or you go in too hot, you just back off, and it's just like a go kart. It, it's sliding and then it just comes back. Yeah. With the uh, with a conventional car, especially an early nine eleven, uh, once that back end steps out, that's that's the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, even the mini, it's it's so nimble and easy to drive. You feel like a yeah, you feel much better. Much you better feel driving. so confident, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if I'm actually good or if the car is just good and set up proper. It's a... well, one of the things is the uh, the perception of speed. It seems like you're much faster than you are. That's, That's true. <laughs> that a, is true. There's a, a gated community uh, uh, near where I live that uh, it, it, it's through a canyon, Hope Ranch. I don't know if you're familiar with that. The neighborhood but the the homes start at 10 million and they go up uh but it's just this beautiful little canyon windy road the speed limit is 35 to 45 uh big oak trees shading uh tight little turns and uh, i remember early on when i had rosebud uh i was just just pushing it you know through the turns just just to see where that that edge of it adhesion was <laughs> And I was going through, I was going through the canyon and I was bipping the throttle for the downshifts and hitting the apex and, uh, and the tires were right on the edge of adhesion and, and my hands were cramping because I was gripping the steering wheel so tight, you know, and I look at my mirror and here's a gardener in a pickup truck with a load of lawnmowers in the back, he's right in my bumper. <laughs> so, That's epic. The perception of speed is... Uh, it's yeah, especially like our cars. Like we said, they're so loud. There, there's vibrations, and it's just <laughs> the engines just revving to the moon, and you're just like you think you're going so fast, and then it's like Prius oh. is on your bumper, you know, giving you yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's too good. Uh, Michael, any other any other projects going on, or the minis, the the one and only, the forever. Yeah. Mini's the the one and one and only uh, the on, automobile wise. Um, it's ironically, uh, Rosebud isn't here today. Uh, she's Ooh. in the shop. Uh oh. And, um, the, the thing is, I, I don't know if you've experienced it, uh, but uh, there's no one to work on these cars. 
No one will, there's, no one will touch it. I mean, I'll call somebody uh, and, uh, no, no, I'm going to decline. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. It's just, yeah. yeah. So I, um, uh, day before yesterday, I, I went for a drive and uh, uh, I got about halfway out the driveway and the engine stopped. And uh, then smoke started billowing out from the, the dashboard, which nice. never, never a good never sign. a good sign. <laughs> well, and uh, you know, I I looked at what I could. I wiggled and jiggled some wires. I cleaned some contacts. I got the multimeter out and I checked some some voltage here and there. And I couldn't figure out the the, the wire that melted. Um, first of all, I don't know why it melted. I didn't see it short. And yeah. it disappears into the into the loom. So I, you know, and I tried to find the end of it with the multimeter, and I couldn't. So I begged this guy. Uh, he's a uh, he's a retired British mechanic. Uh, he mostly does uh, concourse judging. He'll get a he'll get a letter from a, a concourse in Europe, and uh, he'll give him a stipend and buy his airplane ticket, and he'll uh, wow. He'll jump on the plane and go judge a, a race. And occasionally, if you beg him enough, he'll work on your car. Well, he's he's working on my car right now. So. Well, hopefully it's something uh, silly, like you said, a, a connection somewhere that you couldn't find. Well, you know, I hate taking the car to the shop anyhow because I'm afraid the mechanic's going to sit in the seat with a box cutter in his back pocket and mm. he's going to slam open the door into another car or something. So I know, I know. I mean, there's a, there's a few spots like in SoCal that you could take your mini to, but yeah, it's, it's like, if I can, I'm fixing it. Yeah. Right. And whether it sits for a couple months, like my car is doing right now, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, it's not that I don't trust anybody. It's just, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how else to put it. You know what I mean? Right. So, Michael, have you seen the show before? Are you ready for the Patty Probe? Uh, the, oh, the Patty Probe. I forgot about the Patty Probe. Yeah. The Patty Probe. Let's do that. For those, for those that don't know yet, if this is your first episode, just a quick uh, questions about minis that uh, we typically blabber on about, but they're just uh, some fun little questions. The first is what is your favorite mini variant probably the uh probably the estate the the woody um yeah i i that's that's as charming as our cars are that's even more charming i don't know that i would like to drive it uh every day uh I, I, it's probably not as high performance as uh as ours are but uh um but it, it, they look great. So, yeah. Have you seen that one? And I'm not sure if it's a Swift Tune car or if it was a who built it. I'm drawing a blank on who built it, but it's like a SU carb kind mm -hmm. of race car. And it's the it's called Splinter, I believe. No. And it's the Woody wagon, but it's a, a race mini. And it's super. I'll send it to you after the show. It's awesome. I might have seen it's, it run. Is it red? It's red, yeah. Yeah, I might have seen that on the on the track on the on some YouTube videos. Yeah. Yep, yep. You probably have. It's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, let's see here. You daily drive yours. So, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever hauled, or biggest thing? Uh, it's not much of a hauler. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's impressive that you drive it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's got a, got a six-point roll cage in it, so uh, the back seat is inaccessible. It pretty much hauls you. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I would say... Um, I would say a fifty-pound stack of fertilizer in the uh, in the driver's uh, the uh, passenger floor. Well, that's good. That was <laughs> what is your favorite mini modification? You've done a ton of them, so either one that you've done or one that you might want to do in the future. Well, I think uh, probably high lows. I think that the stance of the car um, means everything. I mean, I I can look at a a bone stock uh, Mark One, beautiful, beautiful car. Uh, but as it rolled out of the factory, it uh, it looks tall and spindly and, and top-heavy just because it's not low enough. Uh, so I would say the ability to uh, to lower the car to the height that looks good to your eye. And, I agree. Uh, I That's like probably my number one thing. And it's so affordable for minis to get yeah, the high yeah. lows. Right. And it's, man, it tra- transforms. You don't even have to change the wheels, but just dropping yeah, it, it down it, just a little bit. The look completely. It does. It does. Yeah. It makes it look mean. It looks. It looks good. Yeah, I, I typically overdo most things, and I of course overdo uh, overdid the uh, the lowering. Uh, I've got. You know, I mean, literally, there was a time it was so low that I couldn't run over an avocado. I would. It would. It would drag it. It would make guacamole at the at when the uh, uh, sway bar hit. Yeah, and when, once I was playing with my dog in the garage, we were playing with a tennis ball, and we couldn't find the tennis ball. And I looked under uh, under the mini, and it was stuck. Just just wedged underneath there. You know, so, so I've jacked it up a bit since then, so it's a little. Bit... Uh, let's see, twelve or ten inch, twelve inch, or thirteen inch wheels. Oh, ten, ten all day long. All day. Did you ever have 12s or 13s no, on yours? No, never did. Never. Do you have a favorite wheel model that you finally chose? Yeah, I've got a, uh, I think it's a GB. I think that's uh, who manufactures. It's made in Britain, Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a three-piece. Uh, it looks like a, it looks like a mini, mini light um, spoke wheel, but, uh, but it has a, a ring of uh, Allen head uh, bolts around it uh, small ones and uh, so it's it's a three-piece i really like it i you know everyone says that uh, you have to have these tires hand mounted right you've probably heard that for years can't mm-hmm. just a tire shop and and i found a tire shop that would hand mount them and uh, i i run yokohama uh, advent uh 03 02s and i get maybe seven thousand miles on it they, they're pretty soft, pretty soft compound. So this yeah. shop has changed a lot of tires and wheels for me. I, I bring in the tires and wheels for them, and they, they change them out. And I always remind them, uh, hand mount them, please. Well, one time I forgot, and they just butchered two of the tires, just two of the wheels. Just, oh. you know, I could see them maybe butchering one. Right. But why would you put the second one machine once you've And keep doing it. And yeah. By ruined, I mean they were like you know they just bent them out like a can opener, and then the big gouge and big rolls of aluminum, you know, as they were gouging the, the outside, uh, outside rim, and uh, I just oh my god you ruined it. and these, these wheels I got them uh, they were brand new, um, although they were about ten or fifteen years old, and I got them off eBay, and I loved them and I'd never seen them anywhere else, and. Uh, 
So the tire shop owner said, well, I'll pay to have them fixed. You can, you can have them fixed. And they wanted, uh, the shop in town wanted a thousand dollars a wheel to fix it. And uh, the tire guy said, I'm good with that. I said, well, you know, this is my daily driver too. I'm going to need a rental car. So we, you know, he got me a rental car and the wheels set up. The he shop. was probably like, this isn't your daily driver. <laughs> yeah. This cost him about five grand or, you know, would have. Oh. After three months, the tire, the wheel guy said, no, you know what? After all, I can't do these 10, 10 inches. And I, uh, I got a hold of the, uh, company that makes them in Great Britain and uh, they weren't making them any longer but they still had all the tooling and they made me uh, uh, 40 wheels I, I couldn't I had to have you got it yeah yeah might as well <laughs> that's the shiny, shiny new ones in the back and I think they were uh, they were pretty reasonable I think I paid maybe uh, um, I want to say a grand for all four and they're beautiful wow. I, I just I love them yeah. Wow. Yeah, they are. And I, like I said, I've never seen them before either. You've yeah. said that it, it, they're, they're really cool. Yeah. Really cool. If you could have a drink, coffee, beer, tea with one mini celeb, who would it be? Well, um, of course, Patty would be the standard answer, but, uh, mm. unfortunately we can't do that any longer. Uh, I would say Nick Sweat. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah, he's a he, he seems like a really cool, fun guy and um clearly has been around the uh the mini community for a long time. So I'm excited to see if I can get him on the show and hear a little bit about uh his mini history. Ask him about the longevity of his engines. I want to try to get every secret out of him, see how much he can give us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm here for uh, for the mini community. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Michael, I appreciate you being on. Is there anything that you want to plug? If you want uh, people to buy some stickers on your no. Facebook page, <laughs> please don't buy anything. Then I got to ship it, and I got no. I, it's it's more hassle than it. <laughs> the, the copy that goes along with the uh, the mug and the T-shirt and the uh, read the copy. The copy's funny, I think. Okay, but uh, don't buy anything, please. Oh, that's funny. Well. I appreciate you being on and uh, catch you guys on the next one. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.